What's up, you guys? It's Wayne McDonald, and you're watching the Urban Music Report. Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Hey, my name is DJ Sir Charles Dixon, and today on Urban Music Report, we're going to go under the radar with an exciting, incredible new artist named Way McDonald. Hey, Way, how you doing? I'm great. How you doing? I'm fantastic. So good. I've been trying to get this interview with you for, for weeks, so it's finally <laughs> happening. And I've been doing my homework on you. Let's see, you won the Apollo twice, yes. and you came in second twice. Yes. And you were on The Voice, and you were, you came in third? Yes. Amazing. So tell us about that experience. Uh, well, the Apollo was pretty scary because I was 16 at the time, so um, the cutoff age when you can be really nice to the kids who are from 18 to 15, mm -hmm. they tell y'all this, don't boo. And then, <laughs> <laughs> after 15, they don't know how old you are, right. they only know where you're from, and that you gotta clap it up for them. So I was 16, trying to be an adult, trying to make people wow. like me, because I was scared that I was gonna get booed off the stage. Right. And then from that experience, I was like, okay, I feel like I can spit fire. I feel like I can do anything. And from that, we went to The Voice. So back to that, what was it like for your first win? Like, what song did you sing? Oh, I sang Listen by Beyonce. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was, I like cried because I had never sang in front of an audience that big. Really? No, and then I think the fear, because they're so honest. You know, mm -hmm. I've been in situations where um, you kind of have to clap. Right. You know, you kind of have to clap, oh, you know, somebody did their best with my head. I'm like, you know, it hasn't been completely 100% honest. But in that moment, you know, my people, they'll just boo you. Right. <laughs> they don't like you. Exactly. So I was like, whoa, they like me. So that that's a really good sign. Wow. So when did you, when did you start singing? When was your first memory of just saying, wow, this is what I really want to do. Oh, man, I was 12. I okay. was 12 years old. I started getting vocal lessons, and I told my father, I was like, I really want to sing. Wow. And he was like, okay. What, what inspired you? Like, what, where does the passion come from? Um, well, you know what? I, I was going through a rough time, and I would always listen to music and think to myself, like, okay, there's no way in hell that I'm the only person that feels like this, obviously, because there's music that inspires me. I wanted to be the person to try to help people get through it. You know, like, I think music is so powerful to a point where you go to a concert, you forget about your bills. Right. You forget about all of the bad times that you had during the week, during the month. You don't pay attention to who's next to you. You don't care. So it's like an escape. Yeah, it's an escape, but it's a healthy escape. Absolutely. And I think that's that's what's really beautiful. I was like, yes, I want to be, in a sense, somebody's healthy drug. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's truly amazing. It's almost like they say that music is so powerful, it goes right past your conscious mind into your subconscious. So it, you can wake up does. and sing. So it's a very powerful medium. It is. It is very powerful. I feel like music rules the world. Whether people want to say it or not, could you imagine any sporting event, any movie, any car ride without music? It's emotional. Yeah. And it affects your day. It's like the soundtrack of your life. Correct. Yeah. Now, I have another question. Yeah. Your voice. It's amazing. Like, Thank you. you have like this old spirit. And when I heard the first song that I heard you sing was the, the Christmas song. The, and what made you choose 
Louis Armstrong's That You Santa. Like that's like a that's so old school that people my age don't even know that song. <laughs> song of all time it's so freaking funny I think and I don't and I think because people don't know it a lot right. that's also why it's my favorite exactly. because I'm like this is a hidden gem that nobody knows um so me and Andre Betts who produced it yes. I want Andre's to dope. yes I love him me too I was like I was like okay we can do this and he was like we can do a club mix and I was like I'm down yeah he called and me yeah. I was like yeah make it soulful house yeah and yeah. that was the first time either of us had done anything right. like that. Yeah, he told so me. So the fact that we like got an A plus on the first try. Oh yeah. Perfect. We loved it. And then I came with the remix idea to put love as a message with yes. it as a remix of the remix. So that yes. was kind of high. And, and then we love that. And the way he put that together, it was just from an idea, and he was able to just lay it out. Perfect. And I know next year that's going to be big. Okay. So that's just definitely you know one of those things that just drives you crazy, and um, also Loretta Franklin. Uh, you love Aretha Franklin, like artists at that level, and that, that, yeah. that was always amazing. What other artists from that era, from your old soul um, collection, do you also mm-hmm. admire? I love Michael. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say this last thing, I love Michael. <laughs> I, love, I love Freddie Mercury. Um, Did you see the movie? Of course. Oh, of course that's I one did. of my favorite movies. It was, it was almost like this course. guy played Freddie Mercury better than Freddie Mercury. Because I remember <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Because I was always a big Queen fan. When I was DJing in the clubs back in, in the early 80s, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Another One Bites the Dust was like one of the first songs that I, I fell in love with and after the disco era. And like I said, I, I followed his whole career being in the record pool. And when I saw the movie, I was like, how did they bring him back from the dead yeah. to do this part? No, I hope, he get, I hope he gets the job. Oscar. I, I hope he does too. He did a phenomenal job. I like uh, Ella Fitzgerald, Eddie King. Uh, that's amazing. And you just turned 20? Yeah, I just turned 20. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Thank you. That's what I love about you. That's why I mess Thank with you. you. So that's just, that's totally amazing. And um, I know from being with The Voice and singing and touring, what was your, your favorite destination place? Because I know you've been to Rwanda. Mm-hmm. And where else have you been? You've been through Europe yet? Europe? No, I haven't. I need a reason. So somebody okay. can bring me out there because I have a lot of people in London that want to see me. So okay, I want to go and visit them. Um, so Rwanda was the only... Uh, oh, out, out of the country. country. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Out of the, that's the only place I've I know, believe it or not. That's good to know. I've, I've only, that's the only place I've been to outside of the country. I'm going to have to make some calls. Make okay. all the calls you need to make. Because I just got I, back from Germany with Kathy Sledge. So I to told him about you. I told him about you. So that could be something for the future. I, I, you want to know what? Favorite place that I've been to that I've performed is Rwanda definitely was an experience. Mm-hmm. Like that was something I wouldn't take back to the world. But what I would do is. You were I, saying. Oh. oh. That's my phone. It likes to talk. <laughs> um, my favorite place was Washington, D.C. I got oh, really? to sing for Tony Bennett at the Library of Congress. Wow. It's a gorgeous place. It is. I'm from D.C., so uh, I know you enjoyed that. Oh, it was, it was stunning. I loved it. And what song did you do with him? For Once in My Life. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Do you have, please tell me you got a recording of that. I do. It's oh. on YouTube, too. Gotta check that out. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, what, what place would you like to go to? Outside of America. Japan. Okay, Japan. Oh, yeah. I've been to Japan. Japan. 
That's good to know too. Hi. I'm getting some like re really good tidbits here because uh, I had an artist um, that actually got signed to EMI Japan. So now that I know that's what you want to do. Oh yeah, I want to go okay. to Japan. I want to go. You to will love Japan. Paris, Germany. I had a layover in Amsterdam on my way to Rwanda. Oh yeah. So I didn't really get to see Amsterdam, but I would I would really love to actually go out and see you know areas in Holland. Yeah, you will love Amsterdam, especially at night, especially with your boyfriend. It's very romantic. <laughs> like literally, the streets are, are like canals. And at night, you know, you just, you can see them. You, you walk over the bridges and you see the canals and everybody rides bikes there. Oh, wow. So everyone's like in super shape. There's two million people that live there and there are four million bikes. So yeah. everybody, and you go to the club, you look at the parking lot of the club, there's, there's like five to 800 bikes and everyone's in the club. The club is packed, club is over, everybody gets on their bike and they oh, go home. Crap. So you'll love that. I need to practice riding a bike again then because I <laughs> I gotta see, I can't be the only one not riding a bike. No, you, yeah, you'll be great with that. So what, um, what is some of your favorite artists, younger artists, or artists that, um, I would say artists that you'd like to work with? Who? How about that, duets? Of who, who's out right now that's popping that you would like to work with? Drake. Drake? Oh yeah, everybody wants to work with Drake. Drake, uh, The Weeknd, Billie Eilish, uh, okay. Alessia Cara. Wow. So diverse. Yeah, like I, I, I like. I love that. I, I, I love it. And uh, God, who else? I think for right now that like I would love to say like I'd love to write with Bruno Mars or just meet him or. Right. Um. There's a lot of producers that I want to work with. Mm -hmm. I work like who? Which like is? Timbaland. Okay. Um, I'd love to work with Pharrell. Okay. Uh. And I would really love to work with like Max Martin, Ryan okay. Tedder, mm -hmm. people like that. I oh. think that's amazing. Bibi Borelli, she's new. Right. She's she wrote for like uh, Rihanna mm -hmm. on Anti, and she's super dope. And right. I love all of her songs, so I'd I'd love to work with her too. Oh, that's amazing. Now, what about um, acting? Because I could see you on television. I could see oh, you in the movies. Yeah, that was I could even see you playing time. some art. I could see you playing Chaka Khan. Really. You got a favor, Chaka Khan, a bit. Oh, you know what? I got to dye my hair red. No, she's, she's had it multiple colors, but I can see you doing that. Okay. Well, I'd love So have you had any acting classes? Or? Oh, yeah. Before That's right. You came from like a school for the arts. Yes. Okay. I went to um, PCTI, which is in uh, Wayne, but there's like a performing arts section. I was in theater. Mm -hmm. And before anything, before I was a singer, and my friends always laugh at this, I was a dancer and an actress. And so wow. when people find out that I like dance and act, they're like, they're like, we didn't even know that you sang. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that people are so shocked that you dance and you act is like a crazy thing because I wasn't, I wasn't really the person to flaunt it. If you right. ask me, I'll tell you. Like, right. I sing, but I'm You're kind of like down low, nerd, shy. Oh, vibe. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I Misunderstood. Oh, yeah. So what was that like in, in, in school? Like, did people pick on you? Were you oh, bullied? in junior high, yes. I was the fattest target you could have ever imagined. Really? Tell me about that. Um, so I was just talking about this yesterday with my mother. So she, I 
loved plaid and I was very gothic and right. dark and I wanted to put on a whole lot of makeup but I wasn't allowed to because my father told me no. Right. So I put on like lip glosses and I wore these bows and I, I wore like a lot of headbands and my hair was in ponytails and I, you know, like I was very, I was, I was, it had an interesting style mm -hmm. and as I kept growing up, it just evolved into something more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so junior high was rough, definitely rough, but high school was amazing. Because okay, when you're in a, in a room full of other performing arts, mm -hmm. you're all weird. Like, right. I always have to explain to people, like, oh, you know, is it hard to find people who you can relate to in performing arts? Mm -hmm. And I said, not really, because you are all there for the same reason. Right. Um, we're all, in a sense, crazy because we're all pretending to be other people on a daily basis. <laughs> you know, that's true. I never thought of that. <laughs> so, and, the, and we do it well. So that's kind exactly. of psychotic in, a, in, in itself. So I was like, yeah, no, people who truly want to do it and are good at it, we're already crazy for wanting to portray other people every day. So it's not hard to find some people who you, who you can click with. Yeah, I wasn't in the arts, but coming up, I, I was in the, definitely in the super nerd kind of category. I went to engineering high school and, you know, they were the bullies, but for me, I was so confident in, in who I was as a nerdy kid that everybody were you accepted tall, it. tall, too? No, no, I grew, I grew in the fifth, from the fifth grade to the ninth grade, I grew seven inches. So I was, I was like five foot five and skinny and I went to like six foot one by the time I got to high school. Well, no one's going to mess with you. No, but I was, I was skinny and, and kind of weird, but I, I owned my weirdness. So they don't bother you in the hood when you're like, if you're a nerd in the hood oh, yeah. and you're like, this is who I am and I can fight too, then you're good. I had to learn how to fight. Dad was like, you're weird. Learn how to fight. <laughs> People are going to pick on you. I had, I, had to, I had to play with my electronic lab kit and my camera she set and my microscope, oh, telescope, and I had a cuckoo clock too. Oh my gosh. But I own it, so but it was we cool. Would, if, we were, if we were growing up around the same time, we would have been friends. <laughs> exactly. We would have been friends. We yep. would have made fun of each other and yep. we would have been friends. And I would have slapped up the bullies and they went right back <laughs> to my, my games. So, so what's next for you? Like, what, Where do you see yourself going? Tell me about your new single, If I Didn't Look. Oh, this is one of the songs that I wrote a while back, but this is the first time like I actually kind of let it go. This is one of my babies. I wrote the song because um, my first boyfriend that I had, I was doing a lot of music and I was performing a lot, and he was like, pay attention to me. Oh, wow. Be there for me. You're going to let music ruin our relationship, and I don't, I don't want you to leave. And I was like, no, I mean, that's not true. He's like, you don't love me. I was like, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't. Oh, wow. Like, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't take the time to care about you because I'm not a big fan of wasting my time. Right. And although people, you know, like nobody really is, but especially now, like I don't have time to waste. So right. it's like, if I take time out on you, if I text you, if I call you. I wouldn't care as much and I wouldn't be like, I'm very motivated. So I don't want somebody to just sit there like a duck and, and be unmotivated. I'm like, come on, like get up, go do something, work out, like go, I don't know, ride a, <laughs> ride a bike, do something, do something productive. So that's why in the chorus it's like, mm -hmm. if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be as tough. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't care as much. 
But I think he needs a little self-love there too. Because yeah, he needs a little self-love. That's a lot, love. little insecure. I mean, you got to run away from guys like that. Oh yeah, you don't I want did. That. I broke up with him soon after. <laughs> See, I knew that was coming. <laughs> so you're working on a video. You have a, a lyric video. Yeah, I have a lyric video out on YouTube now. Fantastic. It's, you know what? I think we have that clip. We're going to go to it. So I want you to introduce your video with um, right. that camera. Which camera? This yeah. one? Uh-huh. All right. What's up? I'm Wayne McDonald, and this is If I Didn't Love You lyric video. Less in a conversation, more like aggravation. We've been fighting for some days now. Looking at each other, annoyed with one another Cause we're fighting for the same things Oh, and I Just want you to Eternity, how can we? Oh, 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 oh. 
Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Hey, welcome back to the Urban Music Report, and I'm having a wonderful time interviewing the most incredible, super talented, Wade McDonald. And we were just behind the scenes, we were just talking about what we're going to do today. I think we're going to go to that Starbucks across the street and get some like $1,000 um, coffee. <laughs> you know, I was there a couple weeks ago, and just me and a friend, and the bill came, and it was $40. We had literally one drink and two pieces of pie. But they say that everything is made in-house. In it's a flesh. factory, and it's one of a kind, but, you know, it's really crazy. $40. So another question for you that I know the viewers are going to know, like in terms of, because yeah. you seem like you're a self-starter, you're super intelligent. What about production? Because I know you play instruments. Well, how many instruments do you play? Um, I play two instruments, piano and guitar. Voice, I guess that's three. Yep, your voice is an instrument, definitely. And I want to learn how to play drums, like something that I've always wanted to do. Like I, I used to play, but then like you know, if you fall off, you like you fall off. But what about production? You think you want to get into that one day? Oh, I would love to get into producing. I, for me, like I have a lot of sounds in my head. It's just a matter of finding the right sounds in real life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think. Especially like someone like Dre could help me. Right, absolutely. Because yeah. you could start with like GarageBand and just come up with ideas. And oh yeah, I use like Logic all the time. And okay, good. Kind of start off my songs and be like, good. okay, this is what I want it to sound right. like. I can go about it like this. Right. So you do the pre-production and you get in with Dre and then just yes. knock it out. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty awesome producer. I remember the first production I heard of his that I was in love with was Madonna Justify My Love. Oh yeah. And I he's, played he's all I played that yeah I played that to death. <laughs> so working with him, that's, that's great. And what other producers are you working with? So there's two other producers. So mm -hmm. um, his name is Dan, mm -hmm. but his Instagram is like Jermaine. It's like DG Wayne. Okay. And then I am also working on a song with TMX. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. So you know, I, you know, I, I troll you on Instagram. So that's I know fine. Troll all you want. And I like all your pictures. Yeah. I like all your videos. <laughs> <laughs> I follow your, your trips to when you went to Rwanda. Okay. It was pretty good. Yeah, that, so I'm working with his producer. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe DMX will hop on one of my songs, possibly. I oh, so you, you're, you're singing a hook on his song? Yeah. Oh, then that's the trade. <laughs> when you do those deals with these artists, you tell them they have to do, you know, at least, at least eight bars on anything that you do. Oh, yo, listen. I, I was talked to him. I'm actually gonna I think talk to him today, but like yeah, tell DMX him. is so so genuine. Yeah. He's so real. Tell him you have this song, If I Didn't Love You, and you want oh. his eight bars on that. Oh no, we have another song in mind. I can't tell you what the okay. song is. Okay, don't tell me, don't tell me. I can't tell you, but just know that it. I'm debating whether it should come out first or come out with DMX, so we're gonna, we're gonna work it out. Well, you wanna, you wanna come out first and then have him do the remix. That way, you're not depending on him being around if it comes a hit. I had that experience when I worked for MCA Records. We had an artist named Ebony Foster, and she did a song with, um, with Mace. Mace is on the track, and Mace was new, and Mace was blowing up. So the song became a hit, and he was in the video. So 
whenever it was time for her to do the song, we would book her to do the song. He would yeah. come in and, and take like two thirds of the money. Oh. And that's if he were available. Oh. Sometimes we couldn't even do the song. So when I got to Sony and I was working with A. Marie, her first single, Why Don't We Fall In Love, they wanted to put a rapper on it. I'm mm. like, no, we're not gonna do that. We'll let her come out with the song first and then we'll add rapper mm -hmm. later. That way, it worked out really well. All right, so then, yeah. We'll so you want to come out with your version first. My you can record both of them at the same time, so you can have the oh, same yeah, energy. Oh, yeah, no, my version's already done, so that's why it's like... Okay, here. So that's why it's like... You come out with your version first, and then come out with the version with him on it, and then it'll just blow up. As a matter of fact, other rappers may want to get on it as well. But I know you want Drake. Now, yeah, other yeah. question. Since you are an international, world, out-of-the-box multi open format mentality old school new school yeah. what do you think about the rise of uh, the whole afro beat afro house they got afro swing oh, now yeah straight like out of black nigeria yeah well, like black coffee is south africa but like, lagos nigeria is like the afro yes. beat and you got artists like young paris yes davido whiz kid whiz kid is my Wizkid. favorite i love whiz kid i think jay-z signed him I know he has Young Paris, and then he signed, I think, Wizkid as well, in that, under that um, umbrella. Mm. But I love the sound. I think it's genius. Yeah. I think it's so smart because people kind of mix together songs, like, songs that you wouldn't think, like, everybody is, because like, a good beat mm -hmm. matters so much. It does. And the fact that people are, like, optimizing based on that is amazing and then adding more talent towards it mm -hmm. like i think whiskey is awesome me and my sister mm -hmm. she loves she loves afrobeats so yep. like all everything like that that's her favorite i music. think it's the new emerging format i think that the nigerians are going to take over like where where atl is right now mm. i think nigeria is going to just fill that pocket and i mean i don't think the atl sound is going to go away but they're going to no, dominate. No, but I think you want to They're going to dominate. Is, I think because people like Rihanna introduced America to it so hard mm -hmm. with all of her like kind of Caribbean beats. Mm -hmm. So now people are kind of used to the bounce and the flow stuff mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. and then of course Drake being the thing that he's going through mm -hmm. with every Caribbean kind of flow. It's it's almost foreseen that something like that would happen. Yeah, I think it's coming because I remember in, I think it's around 2003, maybe like 2000 to 2005, mm -hmm. you had the West Indian invasion, you had Sean Paul, you had yes. Elephant Man, what? you had Lady Saw, <laughs> you had like all the artists with that sound, you had Shaggy, like everyone was just bombarding you. And then I think um, was together, the artist that came out that had the beautiful, beautiful girls, um, Sean, What's the artist? Oh, man, I can't think of his name now. Oh, uh, Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston came out, and it just went so pop. Oh, And yeah. then right after that, EDM came in, and then all the West Indian artists kind of faded. Yeah. And then it was like Rihanna came back, and you know, with and her. did everything. Did everything. I mean, she's multi-drama. I love to work with her, too. But she's, she's on her makeup and, like, clothing brand grind Yeah, right I, now. I actually promoted her first single. Yeah. Time to replay. Yeah, this producer Veda Nobles, he did the track, and I told him how to, you know, we worked on on the concept of the track, and you know, he was the producer, so he made the track, and then Def Jam actually hired me to promote her first single because they didn't know what to do with her. They were like, she's not Sounds from. Pretty familiar. They said she's not from <laughs> Jamaica, and she's not from Trinidad. Barbados is like the corny island, so they didn't know what to do with her. 
and I started sending it out to all my you know pop DJs, and they started playing it. And I think Z100 in New York, Cypher Sounds was first to play it on Hot 97, but Z100 was playing it, and I think 102 in LA was playing it. So she went pop first, and that was it. And then she did the um, the record uh, SOS. That track, I think, was originally for Christina Milian, but she didn't want it because she was working with Fat Joe. So she did Fat Joe's first single, and then Rihanna got that track, and the rest is history. And she's super multi-genre. She's, she's phenomenal. She doesn't give a crap about what anybody says. Exactly. That's, that's something and a place where I want her to be, too. But another amazing thing about her, she didn't really focus on writing songs, like, so, like Beyonce and some of the other artists. They want writing credit, they want to screen the song, they want to be a part of it. Rihanna was just like, just send me everything and I'll pick what I like. And because she had an international mentality, and Barbados is like Z100. Because I've been there like about 10 times and I would listen to the radio stations and it's not what you think. It's like straight pop dance. They're, they're, they're big stations and smaller stations are more island based, but her musical palette was, was totally open format, like a Z100. So when she came here, she really knew what to do. And that's kind of like how I see you. I think that you're different. I think you're original. And the fact that you know music from other eras, other you know time periods, you can go from the 60s, the 50s, to, to the, the 2020s, because you're already a, you know, ahead of the curve. So. Oh, thank you. I'm really impressed. And it takes a lot to impress me as a DJ. I've been spinning on radio now for 31 years, and like when I heard your music, I was like, wow, that's really impressive. Thank you. I see you developing a little vibe and a look, so it's going to yeah. be, you know, you're going to be a problem. Like, I can see that coming. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. So. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to come. So what would you say to future like fans that are admire you and that want to get into music and sing and oh. want to develop that confidence to be you know, be on the voice or to get a record deal. Okay, what so advice would you give to them? The easiest advice I have for somebody who wants to be on the voice, um, easiest thing, and it sounds rough, but if you don't think you're ready, you're not. Well, that's awesome. Advice. That's 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 just what it is, like straight up. If you don't think you're ready for something like that, because it's very fast paced, mm -hmm. and you go from being very very loved to nothing in a split second mm -hmm. and you kind of have to learn how to master yourself as a brand you've never had to do that right so if you don't have the mentality of okay i have to be mentally prepared to get ready to sell myself to the rest of the world and keep that momentum going wow no matter what place i'm in i think people focus way too much on that too like Oh, I want to get to like top 10. I want to get to top 12. I want to get to me. I was like, I'll ride this till the wheels fall off. And I don't know See. when that'll happen, but I'll ride this till the wheel yeah. falls off. And luckily they didn't fall off to the last <laughs> episode. But you know, like. Well, when it gets down to the last three, that's like the politics kick in. And oh, yeah. All no, that I, stuff. I, I, I know so, all of that. But, right. but for me, I think it's better that I, I didn't win anyway because I had so many different opportunities. Right. And being able to work with all the different people. So if you want to be able to work with, you know, like other people in the industry, mm -hmm. you want to get into it. Um, consistency is mm -hmm. key. Um, content is key. Mm -hmm. And being yourself. Is you have to key. be confident in who you are. Yes. No confidence, no deal. Yes, which is which is hard. But like, 
people are like, you know, oh, I look at uh, some people who sell uh, kind of like being dark and depressive and kind of like very introverted. I was like, but that's what they're selling. That's 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 their thing. They're right. confident in their depression <laughs> and they're introverted, like kind of a thing. And I get that. So right. I'm like, no, like you gotta just be confident. Know your limits. Right. Know who you are. Take the steps to kind of optimize on everything. Like if you're really bad at something, but you like doing it, mm-hmm. put that up. It's hilarious because if you know you're bad at something, there's nothing funnier than seeing somebody be bad at something they know that they're bad at. Right. That's already something itself. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. That's YouTube. It is. So, I yeah, and I, I have a lot to learn. So don't take everything just from me. I still have to learn from my mentors and learn from people and keep keep an eye open but the biggest thing I have to tell other people and myself is to just continue being yourself. Good. That is awesome advice and that's what that's what people need to hear because they don't really get that and come from someone that's actually on their way up because you're under the radar now but not for long because you're going to be in focus. So that's just you know amazing thing and like I, I, I really believe you're really going to do it. Thank you. I'm very critical. I don't really like well, everybody. I'm trying to be out here like like a Michael or a Bruno or like a Lady Gaga or somebody that big or like a Beyonce. I can see that, but you're gonna be away. Yes, or and people are gonna way. be like, I want to be way. Oh yeah, I want to be. I want to be. Me. So for Halloween, they're gonna dress up like you. They're gonna have with the hair, hair out. With the hair and probably like drawing the thick eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Draw the thick eyebrows, probably have something else like with the cheeks. And they're gonna, they're gonna mimic your voice. Yeah, they're gonna have to speak okay. like this. Okay, it was it was wonderful. You guys tuning in, checking out the incredible Way McDonald. Isn't she amazing? I hope you enjoyed the interview. This is the Urban Music Report. I'm Sir Charles Dixon signing out. Hope to see you soon. We'll be back with more. <laughs>